0: Blob Talk Radio. Welcome to Off the Beaten Track, a podcast that highlights local racetracks, drivers, owners, and more. To join the show live, call 646-668-8461. At 646 668 8461. And now, here's your host, they call him the NASCAR guy, Dave Webster. And welcome to this episode of Off the Beaten Track. Tonight's guest uh, started his site as just a hobby, but it has grown into a passion. He's also built and maintained sites like Save the Speedway, BennyParsons.com, and the Benny Parsons Athletic Complex. Steve Wilson, welcome to Off the Beaten Track.
1: Thanks, I appreciate you having me on tonight.
0: So, Steve, what makes your site different from other online sources of racing news?
1: Well, what we've tried to do over the last couple of years is really bring uh, uh, not only just um, from the track to, to the fans, but uh, live. We were one of the first sites to bring coverage on social media of races to the fans, um, live lap-to-lap coverage, and a lot of other sites have uh, really come on board, not only national, but some of the blogging sites have uh, started coming on board on the last couple of years. This is something that I started doing many years ago um, when, I started, when I was with uh, Save the Speedway, which I currently still am. Uh, When we opened the track on Northwest Westboro Speedway in 2009, uh, a lot of people really wanted to know what was going on up there. And it was really funny because of the fact that at Atlanta, there was a rain delay happened to be on one of the first weekends that we opened the track there. And PRN was was, uh, interviewing Tony Stewart. And Tony got on the radio and was like, I don't know who's up there. Uh, manning the Twitter, and this is when Twitter and Facebook and things like that were, you know, really just starting to come into NASCAR and motorsports in general. And he was like, I don't know who's really up there doing this, but it was really, I really appreciate that whoever's up there doing that. So that really got me thinking that, you know, we could put together a site that can not only put together commentary, but uh, weekend updates and things like that, but also bring to the fans uh, live up to date uh, from the track and of what's going on.
0: Yeah. How do you choose the stories that you write about? Who has the final input on those stories?
1: Well, you know, everybody, I give them pretty much creative control. I don't micromanage the site by any means. Um, I'm the founder of the site. um, But, you know, everybody has creative control on their own. I don't try and um, say that anybody... Anybody has um, final say per se. Uh, everybody gets a right to post what they please on a weekend. Everybody can um, go out and file their own stories, come up with their own creative content, and right. um, really, they're they're out there to be able to write anything in the motorsports world that they think that the that the fans at home would like to know about.
0: Right, and that's not just the Spring Cup Series. It's uh, Xfinity and uh, Camping World Truck Series as well, correct?
1: Correct. I mean, we not only covered the Monster Cup Series, but we follow follow many other series out there, Xfinity Series, Camping World Truck Series. Um, I've got somebody that does a lot of open-wheel, motocross, things of that nature. So we do have a lot of people. Um, across our spectrum. Um, We also have somebody that follows a lot of ARCA and posts a lot on ARCA. So, I mean, we are multifaceted when it comes to that.
0: Do you guys um, have anyone that writes about uh, top school or funny cars?
1: We are very limited when it comes to the drag racing side. There is not really somebody that does so. Um, We have posted a few things over the years. Most, uh, the last thing I think that we can really think of is when Kurt Busch uh, tested, uh, I think it was a funny car uh, a couple of years ago down in Florida, Uh,
0: and
1: and, I mean, there's been some follow-ups and things like that over the years, but we've not been a flight that's been heavy on drag racing over the years. It's mostly been a lot of stock car, probably about. 80, 90% 80, 90% stock car, short track racing, things like that, right. with about the other 20% or so, really, um, you know, open wheel, uh, motocross, things like that.
0: Right. Have you ever broken a major story on Speedway Digest, and what was it? Um. You know,
1: we're not a site that goes out there and typically follows rumors. Um, I try and impair upon most of everybody that's on the site. Um, you know, rumors are something that, um, you know, leave that, leave that out there for the others. Um, we've seen in a social media world where it can be good and bad for a site. Um, we've right. seen sites that have been uh, crushed uh, for going out and breaking stories that have not been true. We've seen sites that have... Uh, really dominated the day by going out and breaking stores. So I would rather re- really give my, uh, you know, everybody writing, uh, like I said, everybody has the right to go out there and write about anything that they wish to do so. But at uh-huh. the end of yeah. the day, um, I try and stay as far away from rumors and things like that as possible.
0: Right, because I know that I've talked to other people in the past uh, who have um, started websites, racing websites, um, blogs, things like that, and they often tell me that they have to um, corroborate the story with three independent sources before they'll even post it, three or four independent sources.
1: And and that's true. I, I do impair upon you know, we we don't necessarily take it to the to the point where you have to go to four independent sources, but you know, I- as long as somebody of uh that the, of you know that does come to the sport, uh, you know, the AP, J. Ski, you know, a lot of these that do go out there and they are following the sport, and you know, we have made a name for ourselves out there. A lot of people have linked to us on our uh-huh. stories because. You know, we've not been necessarily one of the ones that break a story, but we've been out there early on in front of a story. So we have been linked in many different stories out there. So, you know, as long as you know it's been corroborated by somebody out there that is of known capacity, um, you know, that's where we feel that we try and push, you know, our journalists to continue to make sure that you are – making sure that you don't go out there and follow a rumor that that becomes unfounded.
0: Definitely. Uh, How many different writers contribute to the site?
1: Right now, um, there's five of us that contribute to the site. Um, We all, like I said, we're in different different capacities between uh, what we bring to the site uh, between our different experiences and whatever experiences not only in uh uh knowledgeability but uh between NASCAR, the open wheel like we talked about a little bit earlier, but uh uh photography and things of that nature. But you know, there is a uh, quite a bit out there that uh we all uh try and bring to the site on a regular basis.
0: Right. If you could only pick one driver to write about, who would it be and why?
1: Well, that's, that's really a hard question because I try and stay neutral as mo- much as possible. Um, you know, there's so many great drivers out there that are in the field. <sighs> you know, I've, I've I've come to a point where when you start talking to a lot of these drivers, you start to get to know a lot of these drivers on a personal level. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of people, they go home and they see them on television and they get to see them in a 30 or 40 second clip, And that's all they get to see them from. But from a personal level that you get to go and you, you know, I'm not at the track every single weekend, but I do get to go a fair amount. And a lot uh-huh. of my, my writers do at the same time. So when you get to do so, It it becomes a point where trying to say where I'm going to write about one person over the other, I try to stay as uh, unbiased and as neutral as possible because I feel that everybody out there in the field is doing their best that they can because that's really what it's about. There's 40 drivers in that field every single week, and they all come out there to compete for that checkered flag.
0: Right. Have you ever been faced with a moral dilemma when writing a story?
1: Yeah, uh, a couple times, yes. Um, You know, the bias side of me has come into play a couple of times. Um, You know, over the years, i come from, before I started the site, as you mentioned, uh, the PR side. And a lot of work that I did prior to starting the Speedway Digest was from the PR side and I've had to write stories on people that uh you know I've worked for and things like that. So, you know, the moral dilemma is is that, you know, I have to be bias I mean unbiased and not right. um go back into the PR mode like I was uh prior to it. So, you know, over the years, I've had to try and get out of that. So when I write a story or things like that, you know, such as um, over the last couple of years since I've been doing this since 2010, it's really been, uh, you know, something hard for me to do to get out of that sometimes, especially when you get to know um, some of the people that I have worked for, not only in some of the sites you've named, but there's others out there that um, I've worked for um, that you haven't named. Um, You know, you get to know those people and then you have to go and write about them sometimes and you try and get out of that PR uh, mentality sometimes. Right,
0: right, definitely. Um, How often do the stories on Speedway Digest change?
1: We change on a daily basis for seven days a week. Um, Eleven and a half months out of the year, the only time that we don't change on a daily basis around Christmas and New Year's. Um, right. I give everybody a two week um, vacation per se um, where I don't like let anybody post anything um, right. or run a radio show on our radio network. We uh, run four full radio shows a week Monday through Thursday so i uh I have a policy where the two weeks around Christmas and, and uh, New Year's, um, we we don't do anything. So I give everybody right. a break. I think everybody deserves it. So about eleven and a half months out of the year, we change the site pretty much daily.
0: Tell me about the radio shows. Um, what type of um, what type of shows do you have? You said you have four different networks.
1: Well, we have a, we have the Speedway started with one radio show, which is me and Tim Spain. We started with uh, uh, one radio show. The pit stop with me and Tim Spain on Tuesday nights. It then grew out of that to a Wednesday night show, uh, which is now done by Glenn Locke. He covers a lot of IndyCar, Formula One, um, Rally Cross, things of that nature. And uh, from there, it grew to a Thursday night show with uh, Adam Sinclair, which is Thursday Night Thunder. He does cover a lot of um things that we don't normally cover, which is uh again, uh not necessarily in the stock car arena, but he covers a lot of things such as sports cars, uh he does cover a little bit of indie cars, Rolex, and M- and uh, things of that nature. And yep. last year we had the Monday night show, which is uh, our crazy <clears throat> Excuse me, an ARCA race show with uh, Rowdy Magway. Uh He's covered the sport. He's been within the sport for probably the last 30 years or so. And on Monday night, uh, yeah. he uh, comes yeah. uh, on, our sh- on our network and does a Monday night show uh, covering ARCA.
0: Do you find yourself having to be super competitive when it comes to writing your articles?
1: No, not particularly. Um, We just try to put our best work out there and let the fans decide uh, and the readership decide on who they would like to, um, you know, uh, uh, visit. Uh, Sure, I do run analytics on uh, our site versus others, but I don't particularly look at them on, uh, on on a competitive side. Sure, there are a lot of competitors out there that, you know, trying to, that we all do the same things in some kind of capacity. But at the end of the day, you know, it's about uh, really just about informing the NASCAR fans or the motorsports fans in general to uh, getting them up to date on what's going on. And, uh, you know, the funny thing about it is even though that it may be a competition sometimes to get the most readers, a lot of us actually do work together in some kind of capacity.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, do you agree with the recent format changes that NASCAR just announced?
1: I don't agree with it in the aspect of that it doesn't get to the root of the problem that we've uh, that we have seen in the last twenty years. Um, uh-huh. And what I mean by that is the NASCAR, the average NASCAR fan in general uh really no longer wants to sit and watch a three and a half or four or four and a half hour race um, they 've gotten to a point that that 's no longer palatable for them uh you know twenty years twenty years ago we didn't have every single race at four and five hundred miles long um, you know nascar nascar isn 't the only ones having this problem so you know, I, I don't say that. You know, I don't say that this is a bad thing. That you know, NASCAR is making a change. Uh, you know, NASCAR needs to make a change, most definitely. So right. I do agree there needs to be a change made. I don't think this was the change. The change I think that needed to be made was is um, many of the races needed to be really looked looked at in a hard. Uh, you know, given the a, a hard look, maybe even move to a 400 mile format, even some of them a 300 mile format. Uh, fans right. really just don't uh pallet a three and a half, four hour race any longer,
0: right? Like New Hampshire, for instance, is 300 miles, um, so that is one of the shorter ones on the track, on the circuit, and um. Even that seems like it could run three or four hours. You know what I mean?
1: Right, and that's 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 the case. And you take a look at some place like Texas, which has two races per year. They have a hard time getting people to come into the stands. Both of their races are five hundred miles long. We've right. got Pocono, which which moved their races down to four hundred miles apiece because they were five hundred miles at one point. Um, you've got uh, Auto Club Speedway, who um, at one point ran a five hundred mile race, but now they run a four hundred mile race, but only one time a year, and they have more people coming out there now than they ever did before um, right, just, so you know there's yeah. a lot of things you know there's a lot of dynamics that could have been done to change i think the the average race fan in general can no longer pallet that Three and a half, four-hour event anymore. Um, right. And you know, this was the opportunity to really look at some of those events that that we have on the schedule that are four, five hundred miles long. That twenty years ago would have never been four, five hundred miles long. And, and that's what I think. I, I I think NASCAR. I think NASCAR needed to make a change, and I still do think they need to make a change. I agree with making a change but I think they needed to make the change on the aspect of trying to limit and what the core of the problem is the palatability of the overall fan uh, what the overall fan is and what they're Uh able to not only sit and watch the racetrack but what they're able to watch at home.
0: Do you think um Speaking of the average race fan, do you think that NASCAR is doing enough to attract more youthful fans with useful sponsors they're bringing in and changing sponsors up, like Monster Energy taking over for Sprint? And um, one of the drivers is uh, Chase Elliott, the number 24. He's going to be bringing on Hooters for his sponsor for this year. And I think that's going to attract a lot younger audience. But, What do you think about the, let's see, the seasoned veteran that has come to the races for a good 20, 30 years that may not want to come all of a sudden now because the racing isn't what it used to be back then? Well, I
1: I think... I think with Monster coming on into the sport, I think that's going to generate a lot of growth. I think that was a positive for the sport. I I applaud NASCAR and bring Monster on. Monster is a company that has done virtually no advertising compared to their to their competitors out there. And when I say that is, when you take a look at Monster in general, um, they do very they do almost virtually no traditional terrestrial type of advertising whether it be on television radio print internet etc they are more in the they more or less use the word of mouth uh, they use their athletes they use um, sponsorships of events and etc to get the word out about their brand and their product and they've been very very successful over the years they're very mm-hmm. well known in the in the motorsports arena so they know what they're coming into when it when it comes to to motorsports and NASCAR, and I and I applaud NASCAR for for actually bringing them on because I think it is a product and a brand that could all could bring what NASCAR has been looking for that you know 18 to 35 demographic that you know has been you know they've been losing and they've been seeking for the last decade or so. So this is something I think that you know they could continue to look for, and you know this will build their brand, and they will build not only NASCAR but Monster in general.
0: Uh-huh. You know
1: Chase Elliott. You know Chase Elliott is not the only driver out uh, out there. I think is going to continue to build this brand. Hooters is a long time sponsor in NASCAR. So this is the first time that they've been back, really, since Brett Bodine and Alan Kulwicki. So I think he can build a bridge. Between some of the old-time drivers from Alan Kowicki when he won in 1992, beating out you know El, uh, you know Chase Elliott's dad for the yeah. uh, NASCAR championship, so you know right. I think it could bring not only the old fans that are looking for some reason to come back to the sport, but some of the newer fans or you know some of the younger fans that are looking for a brand identity to come back into the sport. But you All also right. got Bob Wallace, you also got uh, Ryan Blaney and others that are already in the sport and are competing against Chase Elliott that are also on the same level and can also build a brand around themselves and bring the same amount of uh, young talent and the young 18 to 35 demographic also.
0: Mm-hmm. um. We're gonna touch on the last question just before we wrap up here. Uh describe your site using only adjectives.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, adjectives. Alright. Lord have mercy. Um I I don't know. I mean keep giving me a better question than that. That's not really easy. <laughs>
0: That, yeah that is a tough question um so tell me tell me this um speed Read digest has been around for how long now
1: We've been around since two thousand and ten
0: okay and um what do you hope to accomplish this year for speed Read digest as far as um what type of stories do you hope to write about in the in the uh in the coming NASCAR season?
1: I hope that this year we can continue to build around not only the new sponsorship in NASCAR, but we can also build around the stories of some of the drivers. We've had a lot of talent moving out of the sport over the last couple of years, Jeff Gordon, uh, you know, uh, Tony Stewart and, and others you know, there's a lot that have left the sport, so I think there's a lot of stories to be told about uh-huh. the drivers that are taking over in their place and the fans um, want to know about who and what's next. Carl Edwards, um, you know, there's a, there's a gaping hole for those fans that, you know, want some new driver to pull for. So I think we it's, you know, our job to... Uh, you know, give them the best stories about the next driver that they're going to pull for in the coming year.
0: Definitely. That is a good um, way to wrap up this show for tonight. So, Steve Wilson from Speedway Digest, I want to thank you for being off the beaten track uh, on the show tonight. And uh I look forward to seeing your stories in the coming year.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate uh, having me on tonight. and You have a great one.
0: You too. This has been Off the Beaten Track, a podcast on Blog Talk Radio. To have your track, team, or racing event on our show, just email otbtpodcast at gmail.com. That's otbtpodcast at gmail.com. Or check us out on Facebook at Off the Beaten Track. Thanks for listening.